Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Christina. Hello, Chelsea. And welcome, listeners, to To Parlor of the Paranormal, where we read spooky paranormal romance novels and then talk about them. Okay, they're not spooky. Let's be real. This one was both not spooky and not especially romantic. But there was a lot of sex. There was so much. I would say this was uh, paranormal erotica. Yeah, instead of romance. Because we had an idea listeners dear sweet listeners of this podcast within a podcast we had an idea some many moons ago that on our anniversary because this is our 12th episode this is our 12th episode parlor paranormal for our anniversary episode we would we would treat ourselves to something a little bit funnier i guess a little bit more lighthearted and not as terrible we decided that we were gonna read a chuck tingle book I've never read a Chuck Tingle book before. I Chelsea guess I was wasn't very underprepared I was for Chuck under Tingle. <laughs> Chelsea had no idea what Chuck Tingle entailed. I email, I texted Christina the whole time, like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Oh, did you not know?" I was not prepared. I I hadn't. I knew who Chuck Tingle was. Right. I had read the titles of his books. I was completely ill prepared <laughs> for what happened. Chuck Tingle is a odd author of gay male erotica that often well we'll get into the titles of his books and they're fairly self-explanatory i feel but instead of reading just one book chelsea went searching for a book because i this tried is, to find the perfect thing for october as yes because well, we were we we're gonna do one for spooky halloween yeah and I, I understand where your motivation came from so chelsea found a book called scary stories to tingle your butt Seven Tales of Gay Terror. Yep. Which is quite a title. But like it says, it included seven short stories of a variety of different... After reading them all. Content. Yeah. After reading them all, the first one that I thought was weird turned out to be the most normal. The very first one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of all... Oh, God. There's some where I'm like, okay, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to handle this book. Um... I don't know how to give a non-spoiler review of this book. No, we're just going to have to go through it step by step. Yeah, we really are because, okay, for one thing, non-spoiler review of this book, it's mostly sex. Yeah. It's mostly dudes getting pounded in the butt, which is, in fact, the Chuck Tingle stamp of approval. There's also a lot of blowjobs. There are a lot of blowjobs. Yeah, there are a lot of blowjobs. There's a lot of that as well. But, like, if you know anything about Chuck Chuck Tingle, you you know there's going to be a lot of gay anal sex happening yeah and that's what happens in this book i would say about at least 70 percent of it there's like there's a setup there's setup uh sometimes the setup is kind of like in depth too yeah but then it pretty quickly gets into fucking and you can tell that's the point you can tell like oh well this was just set up for the main event which is whatever weird crap's about to happen and again there's really no way I'm, I can tell I'm going to list the names of all of the the titles of the short stories because that's just in the synopsis if you look up the book. Yeah. So that will tell you and and know that when we read these, this is very it said it does what it says on the tin. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's very plain about what it's about. The first one is called Bigfoot Pirates Haunt My Balls. Mm-hmm. Then there is Vampire Night Bust Pounds My Butt. Angry man pounded by the fear of his own latent gayness over a dinosaur transitioning into a unicorn. Yep. That is a very long title, but is exactly what's happening in the book. We're gonna, we're, that one's going to take a bit to unpack. My ass is haunted by the, by the gay unicorn colonel. The state of California stalks my gay butthole. The curse of Bigfoot butt camp. And reamed by my reaction to the title of this book. 
<laughs> which yep. might have been my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one might have been my favorite of all of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all ridiculous. There's no way to really explain it. So we're just going to dive in here. So the first story, uh, P- Bigfoot pirates haunt my balls. So the first story opens up with a guy going to the doctor. Because something weird is happening with his balls. Yeah. And the doctor just matter-of-factly tells him they're haunted. What I loved most about the setup. So one of the first things that's talked about in this book is the fact that Sasquatch, if you will, they're referred to as Bigfoot, but Sasquatch are their own race that have been integrated into society and are like a separate race of humanoids that are part of society but then there was like a war or something there was like all these problems yeah and a lot of them decided to leave the land behind there's a lot of setup and world building about to give us the idea that now there are roaming bands of pirates. pirates yeah in the modern day and there was do you remember the name of the of the main dude i don't the main the main pirate no i don't remember anyone's name honestly the names were so like not they the were, point yeah the names were so much not the point of the stories but yeah so there was a there's one specific pirate captain bigfoot pirate captain and his bigfoot pirate crew who i believe were killed in a battle yes and now that's just a little bit of world building and setup. But now we're with this dude who's going to the doctor and a medical professional is saying your balls are haunted. And it's just like accepted. Yeah. It's like, I'm so just, sorry. That just happens in this world. Sir, I'm so sorry. Your balls are haunted. Are haunted. Yeah. And he's like, how do I fix this? What do I do? Is there a treatment? And he's like, you have to finish their unfinished business. Like that's the treatment for a it's not gone. He talks about this like this is a reoccurring problem. Yeah. Like multiple people have had this issue. Of specifically haunted testicles. Yeah. I have so many questions. I have a lot of questions. And the basic, what we learn is that not only are his balls haunted, they're being haunted by this Bigfoot pirate captain, the ghost. So it's not just Bigfoot pirate haunts my balls. It's a big, it's a ghost of a Bigfoot pirate. So it's an undead Sasquatch ghost pirate. As you do. As one does, is haunting this man's balls. And he's and he comes to him in a dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like, How why are you haunting my balls? Why are you And so he's like already like the the ghost of this Bigfoot pirate comes into his room. Yes. And the man is already erect. Oh yeah, he's always like he's a he's a sexy Bigfoot. Yeah. He already is like, I've always found him attractive. Yeah. I've yeah. always been enamored by this pirate yeah this bigfoot pirate and the bigfoot pirate tells him that uh their unfinished business is that they were never able to live their gay fantasies in life yeah because apparently the whole crew was gay the whole crew and despite the fact that it's 2019 being gay as a bigfoot is not good it's frowned upon yeah so just uh just a big gay pirate crew they all died Yes. So their unfinished business is they just want to have some gay sex. Before they can pass on. Which I'm like, why didn't they just fuck each other? Excellent question. You're already at sea. <laughs> no one's watching you in international waters. The stigma doesn't matter. Why not just be banging each other? Because all of you are gay. So like, Right? The whole crew is. Yeah. So like, why not just, just go for it, my guys? Remember, this guy is human. He is a human man. He's a human man. Yeah. So he gets in his boat. Well, he's like the Bigfoot pirates. Like this is our unfinished business. Come down to the shore, and yeah. I I don't know why he does it because he seems afraid. Also, the guy, but he's also fully erect. Count and horny. me. Listen, it's it's count me down. A str- scared and horny is yeah. very much yeah. the mood of this because this is supposed to be a horror story again. It's a spooky story. Yeah, to tingle your butt. So he goes down to the shore and he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I have to do here. Why am I here? Why are any of us here? Why are any of us here? But the Bigfoot pirate ghosts come and pick him up and take him out to their ship off the shore. Right. And he's brought to the shore and he's like, hey, so I'm here to help fulfill your gay fantasies, I guess. And immediately they all drop trow. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> all of them. All of them are fully erect and ready for the fucking. And he's like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be sleeping with all of you. I thought it was just going to be the captain. But okay. Yeah. And the captain's like, no, this is a gangbang now. And he's like down he is down that's one thing to be said like he's he's making it out like he's like oh i am so intimidated and afraid by the situation but i'm also really into it 
and, and there's consent there's consent and then there's just a lot of ghost bigfoot on man there's butt a lot pounded of, uh, and there's the, a lot of, in the parlance there's there's a lot more blowjobs in this one i feel there are a lot of blowjobs because he's just sucking off everyone one by one it's, like down a, well in a circle in a circle there's yeah there's a lot of like it goes and what shazi was not prepared for was the increns- intense ex- explicitity of it there's it a went, lot of ghost jizz there's a lot of ghost jizz happening yeah. ghost bigfoot jizz there's there's dp at one point oh that's right there is yeah 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 it's like they're they're just going to town on this dude and he's enjoying it i mean he's having a grand old he time he was a little concerned because i guess big big feet have larger dicks i think they said something to the effect of like they weren't gonna let him leave was the idea it was like oh well now that we have you we're gonna keep you here forever right to- and he was like down for that after a bit yeah, yeah he was like oh no i'm being kidnapped by these ghost bigfoot pirates but then like halfway through the orgy he's like i think i'm good with this actually yeah like he's fine with it yeah but come morning he's washes up to shore yeah, I, well, they morning. make him they make him walk the plank don't they they do make him walk the plank they yeah. make him walk the plank because they're like well that's what happens everyone walks the plank yeah we gotta go now except they don't have a plank they just kind of like throw him off they kind of th- well because the plank's not real yeah pirate lore they don't actually make you walk the plank they just threw you off the side of the ship but yeah it's it's like i don't really know what else to talk about this this story with. he's he's thrown off the he's thrown off the ship yes and he wakes up and he is forever haunted by the fact that the orgy was so good that he will never feel that satisfaction ever again right because it's like well now my balls aren't haunted i've helped them pass on with their unfinished business but now i will never i will never experience sex as good as that one bigfoot pirate orgy yeah and that is i guess the true horror of the story the other ones have a pretty have more like explicit horror this one is just like the horror of loneliness i guess yeah but it's like it's it's an interesting setup i feel like this is a an interesting way to start as somebody who has like never read a chuck tingle book before this is like all right we're in it this is this is chuck tingle this is chuck tingle we should also let you know the book was only about two and a half hour audiobook. right this might be a short episode this might be a short episode we're gonna try and go through every single story but it was pretty short so do we want to rate each story individually or do we want to rate the whole book at the end? Oh, no. Let's rate each story individually. All right. So what would you give Bigfoot Pirates Haunt My Balls? One bucket of ghost jizz. A whole bucket? A whole bucket. Oh, dang. Yeah. I'm giving it. It depends on what you're coming here for. Cause it's like, Chuck Tingle. It's Chuck Tingle. Fair. If you're coming here for the Bigfoot erotica, I am giving it two aching but satisfied not haunted testicles. Okay. Yeah satisfied but aching satisfied but aching because they'll never feel that satisfaction ever again exactly yeah okay so the next tale is vampire night bus pounds my butt this one disturbed me more than any (laughs) other story in the book there is a lot with this one this one was just like why okay so the premise for this one the 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 build-up for this one is that they're world building for this book for this short story there are sentient buses and you think okay so they're like mechanical they're like ai they're like buses that have AI that have evolved in to have their own consciousness, but they're still buses, right? Mm-mm. No. They're like anthropomorphic buses. Yeah. They're like people who are also buses. And apparently there was like a long struggle for bus rights. For bus rights. To and it's like there's all this thing about like bus discrimination and stuff. And so a guy is living he's living in LA, I think, isn't he? Most of these stories take place in LA. Most of these stories yeah. take place in LA or Santa Barbara. Which is very interesting to me. Is Chuck Tingle must be from down here. I imagine so. Yeah. But this story, this is about a guy who, because of an incident with his car, he has to take the bus to work. Yeah. And he starts taking the bus more frequently and he starts taking normal buses. He rarely gets to take the human anthropomorphized buses. And he meets a crazy man on the bus one day who tells him to avoid bus 13. Because bus 13 is an anthropomorphized bus. And the guy's like, oh, are you racist against buses? And the crazy man's like, no, bus 13 is a, a vampire, vampire bus. And it's like, and it this can't guy, just be one thing. No. And this guy is like, there's no such thing as vampires. Obviously, anthropomorphic buses, we all know and accept. But vampires, please. Yeah, that's just a little too far. So he has to work late one day. And he ends up missing his normal bus and he gets to the to the bus stop and is like, oh, I have to grab a night bus. And he's at first thinking that no night bus is going to come. But then suddenly a bus arrives and it's bus 13. It's bus 13 and it's empty. 
And the guy notices that the bus is very handsome. It's a handsome anthropomorphic bus. And I'm bus. like, what? <laughs> How the, okay, so the like the anatomy of these things is often very confusing to me because I have a thing called aphantasia, which means that uh, <laughs> I, I do not reflexively form mental pictures of things in my brain. I consciously, well, I mean, like some people with aphantasia can't do it at all. I can sort of do it if I concentrate on something. Listen, being able to picture it does not help this okay, story. Because, it doesn't. Because he, there were certain situations where he was describing certain appearances of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how this bus is supposed to look. No, no, no. I was, ch- I, no, it didn't make any fucking sense. I need someone to draw me a diagram of this anthropomorphic bus, please. Chuck Tingle, I need this book illustrated. Please. We need an illustrated version of this story so that we know what the freaking bus is supposed to look like i believe the bus the bus's name is vlad yeah it's like a very, it has a romanian accent it's got it's a it's a vampire bus it's a vampire bus and he gets on the bus and he's just kind of like oh, i'm going to north hollywood he's literally going to north hollywood yeah and the bus is like oh that's great that's where i'm going i'll take you there and he's alone in the car and he starts going north out of los angeles he realizes very quickly this bus is not going to north hollywood and the bus is like, I thought you might want to take the scenic view. And the guy's like, I am afraid because I think this is a vampire bus. But also, vampires don't exist. He, vampires don't exist. It's fine. But I'll also, just, this bus is handsome. Also, it's a hot bus. So I'll just ride along. And then it turns out that even more so, no, we're, we're going really far out of Los Angeles. Yeah. He's not taking me home. No. We're going to a castle? It was it was like a bus castle. It was like a bus castle. Yeah, because the buses are also they're they're big enough that people can ride inside of them, but they are small enough that they can have homes. They're special homes for buses, special bus houses. Mm-hmm. They go to Vlad's bus castle, and he's like, "Listen, I just wanted. I brought you here. I kidnapped you technically, because I find you very attractive." random human man will you fuck me and random human man is like okay he's dtf yeah he's super dtf he's dtf the vampire bus and the thing is the crazy man had warned him that the vampire bus could turn him into a bat right yes and he's like i don't know why it was a bat specifically maybe because just the vampire Vampire. thing i guess but he's like you won't turn me into a bat right and vlad's like what what are you talking about i don't do that i am a vampire though yeah i won't turn Full stop. Full stop. I am a vampire, but I won't turn you into a bat. I just want to have sex with you. And the dude's like, all right. I'm down. I'm down. Sure. Let's do this, my guy. What bothered me the most is that the anatomy of the bus doesn't make any sense. No, but here's the thing. Okay. When you imagine an anthropomorphous, an anthropomorphic bus without any knowledge of Chuck Tingle, Chelsea, if you had to imagine an anthropomorphic bus that was big enough to hold a people, but small enough to have sex with, where is the dick? The exhaust pipe. The exhaust pipe, right? You yeah. think it's in the back. Yeah. You can imagine like the wheels to be like the arms and legs, the head's yeah. in the front, dick's in the back. Dick's in the back. Dick is not in the back. Dick is in the bus. Dick is inside the bus. And that was like, wouldn't that mean that his dick was internal? That doesn't make any sense. No. Why is, where, why? How do, how do you bus masturbate? <laughs> how do you bus masturbate? You can't. No, you can't. You can't do it. So he's got to, the dude's got to go inside the bus to ride the bus dick it just doesn't make sense no but he does first blowjob i believe does he blow the bus i can't remember or does he get blown by the bus i think he gets blown by the bus i think both happen it's how does he get blown by the bus i don't know (laughs) because like the face is still like if you're picturing an anthropomorphized bus but he also says that the bus has a nice ab has that nice abs he mentions the abs of the bus and i'm like how can you see them are they under the bus or are they in the front is it like a centaur bus scenario? Oh, I didn't think of that. But it still doesn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. How is the bus laid out? I don't understand. But uh, he backs up his ass onto his dick. The bus dick. The bus dick. There's another thing with these stories. No one has any lube. No, never. No one has any lube in any of these stories. And they don't seem to mind or care. And I understand this is a fiction. And honestly, in the Chuck Chingle world, it doesn't seem like that matters very much. I mean... When when we're having sex with an anthropomorphized vampire bus. Are we really worried about the lack of lube? Yeah. Is that really the concern? Is that where you draw the line? Is that where we draw the line? I'm just saying in real life, lube. God, please. If you're if you're doing anything with your ass, lube. Yeah. And also if you have a vagina, do not put dick from ass to vagina. No. That is how you get 
real uncomfortable vagina. Do not do not cross the streams, as it were. But yes, so they have sex. It it's somehow it's somehow yeah they they have bus and man sex and then afterwards he's just kind of like oh man that was really great vlad i had a really great time thanks for not turning me into a bat and he's like i promised that i wouldn't turn you into a bat but i never promised i wouldn't turn you into a bus so at the end so the end he turns into a bus the vlad the vampire bus turns the man into a bus for we assume they just have sex for eternity how did you buses have sex I can't answer that. Because the dick is on the inside. Yeah, the dick's on the inside. So Doesn't make sense. So how do buses reproduce? They Through vampirism. But he was unaware that vampire buses exist. Now, the anthropomorphized buses existed. Maybe it's a secret to buses. Only buses know. Only buses know how to fucking procreate. Yes. Are there lady buses? They, I mean, I assume. One hopes. But they don't mention them. We only know about the vampire bus. Yeah. The male vampire bus. We, well, I mean, we know that other buses, anthropomorphic buses exist, but we know not, little to nothing about their anatomy other than the dicks on the inside. Right. Yes. So, like, who knows how it works? I mean, I'm not 100% sure Chuck Tingle knows how it works. I don't think Chuck Tingle cares. That's I think fair. he's just here for the vampire bus. He's just here for the sex. Yeah. He doesn't really care how it happens as long as it happens. So that's... He Yeah, the book ends with him living the horror of having to be a vampire bus trapped forever in the profession of driving people around the public transit system of Los Angeles, which is admittedly very poor. And we assume also as Vlad's sex slave. Probably. Yeah. But again, how? Dick's on the inside. He's a bus now. He's a bus now. He can't fit. Yeah, I don't know. He can't fit inside the other bus. Is that sounding? How does that work now? I have so many questions. Yeah. This one... Had a lot more world building, I feel. The next story. I don't know. There was a lot more explanation of world building in the first one. Okay, but no. This one is angry man pounded by the fear of his latent gayness over oh, no, dinosaur no, transitioning no, okay, okay. into a unicorn. Hold up. We haven't rated oh, God, the second story. Right. Okay, so I honestly, because of my confusion over the, the vampire dick and the buses in general, I am only giving this one two out of five uh, missed buses in the, uni- in the Los Angeles transit system. Okay. Or three out of five. Sorry, three, three out, out of five. five. Because okay, okay. there was the sex was well written. It just didn't make sense to it me. It just didn't make sense. I give this one five year old trying to make bus anatomy. I hope it's not a five year old. You're right. I give this one thirteen year old. Mm, thirteen year old trying to figure out bus anatomy for their own horny pleasure. Yes. Not to say that Chuck Tingle is thirteen. It's just that Chuck Tingle clearly doesn't care super much about how the bus works as long as sex is involved. Yes. Yeah. He's like, it's a hot bus. That's all you need to know. It's a hot bus and it has lots of sex. Yes. Also, dicks are big. Dicks are big. Dicks are big. Yep. And everybody's real excited about it, which like fair. Yeah. So yeah, Vampire of Night Bus pounds my butt. That was that one. Angry man pounded by the fear of his latent gayness over the dinosaur transitioning into a unicorn. This, this one, one. This one was a lot. This one was, I had some issues. Okay. I had some issues and we'll get into it as we get into the story. But I did. It was, first of all. Very obviously transgender, like, uh, allegory. Yes. No, 100%. Well, I mean, there's straight... Uh, the word it's transitioning is... Yeah. I don't even know if it's an allegory. It's like... Okay, so... I mean, it's an allegory because it's going from unicorn to dinosaur. Yes. Or dinosaur to unicorn. Sorry. So there is, in this world, there's human beings, obviously. Right. Main character is a human man who is in a heterosexual relationship. with the, He's got a wife. The wife is terrible it seemed right, a yeah. little bit misogynist, a little bit. wife. But later on in other stories, there are women characters who are fine. So it might have just been from the point of view of this man that he I hated mean, his women wife. Women can also be awful. Women can also. There are women who are awful. It wasn't she like an alcoholic or something? She was like just terrible in general. Yeah. She was all bad. And I think this took place in the South or something. I can't remember this. It's just like he's a he's a racist macho man kind of figure. They didn't say where it took place, but it still could be Los Angeles. You got very like conservative vibes. From these, this couple. Yeah, that's like the point. Yeah. And in this world also, as well as as well as well humans, there are dinosaurs who are members of society. Bigfoot are also mentioned. They're in here. That's true. That's right. I forgot about that. There are no Bigfoot characters, but they're mentioned as being around. Dinosaurs are a thing. There are male and female dinosaurs, but dinosaurs in general are considered masculine. Yes. And then, and then there's unicorns. unicorns. There are male and female unicorns, but unicorns are considered feminine. Yes. They're regardless of gender, considered to be feminine. Same as dinosaurs, regardless of gender, are considered to be masculine, which is interesting. So there is a famous dinosaur 
football player. Oh, Fo- he's is he a football player? Or is he an I actor? Don't, I know he was a celebrity. That's all I know. He I was a celebrity. Remember. He was on a TV show. I think it was a reality show, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the man is 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 finding porn to jack off to before his wife gets home. Yes. And one of his friends sends him this email. Look at what uh, Brett or whatever. I, I can't, can't remember. remember. Yeah. Looks like now. And he opens it and it's a unicorn. And he's like, well, this is obviously a mistake, but this unicorn's hot. So I'm going to masturbate to it. Because he's really attracted to unicorns. Because unicorns, again, are feminine. He thinks of himself as a very manly man. So he's just kind of like, it's cool to find unicorns sexy because unicorns Regardless are... Regardless fe- of gender. Regardless of gender because unicorns are unicorns and they're sexy. He, there are references he mentions to like dinosaurs He like because there are dinosaur football teams. Right, yeah. And he finds... He's like, I've, I've noticed the tight abs or whatever of the dinosaur football players, but those are dinosaurs. I'm right. not attracted to dinosaurs, obviously. Obviously. But so his wife comes home angry. And she's and he's like, oh, she can't know I was jerking off. I don't know why. Yeah. But maybe it's because like she gets mad at him if he's finding like pleasure somewhere else. It's yeah, that's I, don't, a thing. I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't. It seems stupid to me, but I know that's a thing. So she comes home. She's mad. He's like, oh, she can't know I'm jerking off. And she sees the what he was looking at, like the magazine cover. Or no, she brings no, the magazine. She brings it home. Yeah. Yeah. And she's pissed. And she's like, can you believe the nerve of some people? Can you believe this is what the world's coming to? This famous dinosaur is transitioning into a unicorn. Yeah. Because that's a thing that you can do with medical science. And this man freaks out because then he realizes he was, as he puts it, he found a dinosaur attractive. Despite the fact that it was a unicorn. Right. So he's like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, because he's like he gets angry and it's definitely it's a it's a trans it's a a, like a transgender allegory. 100 percent. Right. Because the whole point of it is that this is a dinosaur who is now now a unicorn or was always unicorn, but a dinosaur's body doesn't matter. Unicorn now. It's all that matters. Right. And this dude's like, no, it's not a unicorn. He's a dinosaur. It doesn't matter that. He's a unicorn. I can't find dinosaurs attractive because I'm a manly man. So he leaves the house with his wife screaming at him and he wanders into a unicorn strip club. Yes. Where it's revealed that there's a lot of male unicorn strippers. And here's another thing that I had the anatomy bothered me of because he refers to them as both having hooves and hands. And this comes up more later <laughs> This because they have hooves, but it does refer to them holding things in their hooves or holding things in their hands. The language, do not, do not do this to me, Chelsea. Chelsea, just mind taking off the hooves, and I hate it. Do not do this to me, Chelsea. I knew you were going to do this to me. I don't like it. I don't like the little fingers. I hate it so much. I don't like the I didn't even show her the gif. I just mind it. I didn't need to see the gif. I knew that's what you were doing. Ugh. I knew that was going to happen if I brought this up, but it bothered me. It bothered me that they mentioned the unicorns both as having, like, abs. Again, unicorns of abs. The unicorns can strip, which means they're wearing clothes, and means that they had the dexterity to take the clothes off. It also means they had the dexterity to strip on a pole. Right? Well, they didn't say it was pole dancing. Oh, okay. You can strip. You can be a stripper without pole dancing. That's true. That's I a thing. I thought they did mention a pole. I but... don't remember if they mentioned pole dancing, but it's a, dy- it's a unicorn strip club. And the guys here... And he's trying to, like, work off the anger and, like, reaffirm. He's like, no, I'm only into sexy unicorns. I don't like dinosaurs. I'm only attracted to unicorns. And he is working. He's just kind of, like, trying to force himself to be like, no, look at this unicorn. This unicorn's sexy. And, and he, gets so he, the, he gets a private dance. He gets a private dance, yeah. And so he's, like, yeah, uh, he's, like, into it. And the unicorn is, like, it's his job, whatever. I mean, he's like, yeah, you're a real unicorn, unlike... Unlike this this person, this yeah. dude who transitioned into unicorn. And the guy's like, What are you talking about? Yeah. And he and he explains further. He's like, Well, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a straight man. Straight man. I only like women and unicorns. Right. And the unicorn gets pissed. Yeah. Cause it's like, how can you be such a bigot? Like, how dare you be so like ignorant about that it's like, of course he's a unicorn. This guy gets like thrown out of the yeah. strip club he gets everybody everybody there is pissed at him because like the unicorn stripper who is a male unicorn stripper is like because i think it, there's even a point where he's like you know i'm heterosexual and the unicorn's like well i'm a dude it, i can't remember if he says it or somebody else says it yeah but it's like and it's like yeah but you're a unicorn but you're a unicorn so it doesn't matter and so he gets kicked out of the unicorn strip club because everyone there thinks he's gross right yeah 
And he's, I think, is he drunk by this point? Is he a little drunk? I think, I don't think he's drunk. There was something up with him. There was something. I think he was just angry. So and confused. And confused. And just definitely angry. 100%. So he starts stumbling home. Still angry. Not quite going home yet. Because he knows his wife's going to be pissed at him because he went to a strip club. Well, because he left without an explanation entirely. He left without an explanation while she was yelling at him. And and he went to a strip club. And he just knows when he comes back, she's going to be pissed at him. Right. So he's like, he's he's putting off going home. And then he encounters a ghostly face. Yes. With images of sexy dinosaurs floating through it. And this is the manifestation of his own repressed gayness. Who's here to say, hey, the reason that you're so angry about this dinosaur transitioning into a unicorn is it because it makes you face the fact that you found dinosaurs hot. Here is my issue. Yes. My issue is then you're you're saying that people who find like let's say I am a straight woman. Yes. I have many times found trans men to be very attractive. Yes. That doesn't mean I'm not a straight woman. This is true. That's what because, bothered me. Yeah, and I can understand that because trans men are men. So liking a trans man doesn't mean that you like women because trans men are men. Exactly. So And this book was saying like well, it was saying like uh, a trans unicorn is a unicorn, but also you're gay. And yeah. it's like, it was wait. kind of, this was a little confusing. The story was because there were mixed messages because 100% the, the moral of the story was, why are you mad at transgender people? A trans, a trans man is a trans man is a man and a trans woman is a woman. Trans dinosaur turning into a unicorn is a unicorn. Right. That's how that works. But also you're gay. Yeah. So it was like, what? Yeah, it's because in a way, unicorns were being used as a metaphor for women. But there was this, it made it a little bit confusing because frequently it was referred to there are male unicorns and people pointing out being attracted to male unicorns is also gay. But it was like, but no, but they're feminine. It was very confusing. It was a little bit mixed message here, Chuck. Mr. Tingle, I gotta say, this one was a little bit all over the place. Yeah, a little bit. But basically, this ghostly figure manifest into the form of many ghostly figures who confront him with his own desire to sleep with dinosaurs but also guys right yeah and then it's another gangbang there's a lot of blowjobs in this one there is there's a lot of blowjobs and although this man has apparently never done any homosexual like sexual actions in his life he's great is never messed around with anal sex because you can also do that with a female partner like it don't gotta be just dudes pegging's a thing but even though he's never had any of those experiences in his life he's 100 percent down to get dicked real hard yeah and it's not uncomfortable in the slightest bit nope and he gets reamed i think it even says or no that's the last one but yeah he gets pounded in the butt by his own latent gayness yeah and uh, at that point, you're like, okay, we're just in the sex scene now. We're not here for... The, the world building was just to get us here to the weird ghost thing. Yeah. Except it's not even a ghost. It's not a ghost. It's just your own repressed homophobe... Your, your own repressed uh, uh, gayness. I, I don't know. Manifesting yeah. as several sexy dinosaurs, but also... I think there were male unicorns there. I think there unicorns all. as well, yeah. It was just... It was a repression ghostly orgy. It's like if the ghosts of Christmas past, future and present were you but also gay and dinosaurs yeah it was it was very odd it was very strange Uh, it was was like it was odd it tried to have a message it kind of missed the mark on the message a little bit it it was too much going on it was a bit muddled there was too much going on and it's like you kind of you kind of fucked up the message a little bit i give this story yes one copy of the porn version of glee (laughs) what sorry because sorry pump the brakes on this a little bit (laughs) The porn version of Glee. First of all, it exists. You know it does. Oh, didn't need to know that, but okay. <laughs> There's a porn version of everything. You know, actually, I remember reading about it, too. They sing and everything. Oh, God. Are they good at singing? I didn't watch it. Oh, okay, fair. But the reason is because Chuck Tingle is trying to, to like, give a, a... A wholesome message. A wholesome message, but misses the mark. Yes. That's why one copy of the porn parody of Glee. Okay, that's... that's exactly what Glee was. That's fair. I'm I am giving this one man confused about his sexuality, eager but still confused. Eager but still confused. It's that one. It's that one gift from Fresh Prince of Bel Air where it's like he's a little bit confused, but he got spirit. You know, (laughs) it's Will Smith saying he's a little confused, but he got spirit. Yeah, 
Because it's like, I know what you were getting at, but this is a little muddled. Just a bit. So the next one is... Are you still reeling from the fact that there's a porn version of Glee? A little bit, yeah. That <laughs> threw me. I gotta say, I wasn't expecting it. Like, I know academically there's the porn version of everything. Because one of my favorite stories recently was that... if Because I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption recently. Yeah. When it first was coming out, uh, somebody was talking about it and they hadn't finished the game and they were, it was on a podcast about games. I think it was like a Rooster Teeth podcast and they said, oh, okay. I got spoiled for the plot of Red Dead Redemption 2 by the porn version of Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> There's a porn parody of the of video game is. that spoils the ending of the video game. Of course there is. And somebody watched it as a joke and got spoiled for the video game from it. And that delighted me. Don't um, watch the porn parody until you finish the game. You, got, you gotta finish whatever it is before the porn parody, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, duh. I feel like not Glee, though. I feel like you can get away with watching the porn parody without the I mean, the what show. the fuck are you spoiling with Glee? Excellent point. So the next story is, my ass is haunted by the gay unicorn colonel. And by this point, you're beginning to sense a, a theme. A theme, yeah. There is a theme to Chuck there's Dingle's a, there's books. There's a unicorn. And ghosts. So this is about a man who goes to a haunted bed and breakfast. And this one, I was not expecting the swerve of why. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a sweet swerve. It's a weirdly sweet swerve. Yeah. So he goes to this bed and breakfast that's supposedly haunted. By by a unicorn general. By a unicorn colonel. Colonel, okay. Was Who was, I think, from the Civil War? I think so, yeah. I think it was from the Civil War. He was a unicorn Civil War colonel. And what bothers me a lot in this story is that the unicorn colonel is described both as riding on the back of horses. Like unicorns rode on the backs of horses in war. <laughs> but then also there's another unicorn mentioned in the story that a human being rides on the back of. Okay, okay. So you texted me yes. and you were like, there's a unicorn riding a unicorn. And I was like, like they fucking? And, she, and you were like, no. And that's what's weird. That's what's weird. <laughs> that's what doesn't make sense about it because they're not. It's not riding in the sense of having sex. It's literally riding on horseback. But unicorns can ride on horses on their backs and people can ride on unicorns on their backs. How, what is the size How of the unicorn? How is this working? What is Chuck, the anatomy of the unicorn? Chuck, once again, it I has, need an illustration. Abs, but also hands and hooves. I don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I see it in your eyes. Don't do it, Chelsea. Anyway, it's a haunted, it's a haunted bed and breakfast of a unicorn colonel from the Civil War. And a guy comes there and meets the owner, who's a very sweet woman, who asks him why he's here. And I think he said something about, like, just being interested in the paranormal for one thing. He said, yeah, he was interested in the paranormal. He's also fascinated by ghosts of historical importance specifically. Yes, yes. But also, he tells a very moving story about his time living in Spain. Yes. Where he met a unicorn there who he had a torrid affair with. Who he fell madly in love with, and they spent many. I think they spent like a couple of summers or something. They were like they were. Wasn't his name like Enrique or something? It was. It was something like that. Yeah. It was some sort of like a stereotypical Spain name, Spanish name. But when they were together, it was forbidden. At they the, loved the time. Each, at the time, yeah, they loved each other so much, though. And I think it was at the time because it was like gay sex was still illegal. Right. Yeah. So there were two male man and unicorn, two men who were together in secret. And had a torrid, passionate affair, but the unicorn died. Yes, I tragically. Tragically. Was he, was he sick? I, I don't he remember. Sick. He got sick. And this man doesn't think that he'll ever love again in that same way. So he's but interested. Also, yes. He doesn't think that anyone will ever pound him in the butt the same way ever again. Right, that too. Because unicorns got big dicks. Yeah, but his whole thing is like, he, he's, he's obsessed with the paranormal and searches for the paranormal because someday... He wants to believe that he will meet his lover again. Yeah. He's like, I'm hoping that I can be reunited with my lover who's passed on to the afterlife, which is in a way very sweet. Yeah. It's like, weirdly, you're like, oh, okay. That's kind of nice. Yeah. But he goes to this bed and breakfast and he encounters in his room the ghost of a unicorn colonel from the Civil War who tells him that he has been brought to this man from the afterlife because he met the original, the Spanish unicorn. In the afterlife. He's like, I'm friends with this other unicorn who told me he had one last wish for you. He is not strong enough. He has not been dead long enough to manifest physically. But I am. And this unicorn told me that he wants you 
to feel unicorn love again. He wants me to pound you in the ass. He wants us to have sex in his name. Yeah. And the guy's like... And the guy's reluctant at first. A little bit. He's like, it's not that I don't find you hot, Mr. Unicorn General or Colonel. It's just that I don't know if I can get ever get over this this it, it feels weird let's call him enrique yeah. sure i don't know if i can ever get over enrique i don't know if i can ever feel that way about someone ever again and the unicorn colonel is just like but he wants us to do this it would he wants you to feel that like satisfaction or whatever and then he's like all right in for enrique let's have ghost unicorn man sex yep and then they do and then they do and then they do. Yeah. But I feel like this is also, it's implied that this is the first time that the unicorn colonel is having gay sex. Yeah. I think there was a whole thing where he had like repressed his sexuality in life as well. Because it was during the Civil War. Yeah. And so it was like there weren't really outlets for that. But now as a ghost, he can kind of, it's like why they're the perfect storm for each other. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I never got to have gay sex when I was alive, which is also a recurring theme in Chuck Tingle's works. It is. Yeah. And But you want to feel that sweet unicorn dick again. So here I am. Here I am to answer your prayers. Yeah. And then they got, they have really intense, loud gay sex in this air, Airbnb. It's not, a, no, it's just bed and breakfast. Yeah. No, it's an normal. Airbnb is something different. Yeah. With a ghost. And then afterwards, he's left with like this fro- profound feeling of like happiness and love, I guess. It's like, it's very wholesome. This one's not spooky. Yeah, this is just wholesome. This one's got a, a ghost in it, but it's pretty wholesome as far as like the... As far as Chuck Tingle goes. As far as the like the feelings and whatever. There's still some pretty hardcore explanations of... There is some... I, every single story in this book is very explicitly sexual. But also like the dude who's receiving the bottom, if you will, is very vocal about getting pounded in the ass. Very vocal. He's like very into it, very vocal. He's very much like, no, harder. Don't worry about hurting me. Yeah. Harder. Yep. That's true. And again, no loop. No loop. It's no loop. Like, you need loop, guys. I, I understand that it's a fantasy, but still. Uh, but then, yeah, afterwards. The, also, the, never condoms. Well, I mean, he's a ghost. That's fair. And also, it's I like, to a certain extent, yes, you're worried about infections and whatnot because you're putting a dick in an ass. So it's like, by, it's not the cleanest of areas. No. So condoms are a great idea. But also, don't super got to worry about pregnancy or STDs, because most of these stories, it's a ghost. That's true. I guess you don't have to worry about STDs when you're fucking a ghost. And also, can vampires get STDs for the bus one? I don't think vampires get sick. Every single story we've read about vampires, they there's like a whole thing where they don't get STDs. So I feel like so far, it's not been a concern. No. I believe there was a whole explanation in this one, though. Like, he's getting fucked in the ass, and he feels his asshole getting bigger and smaller. Yes. That, that was, was a thing. I that think was this one. it was okay. one of them. Yeah. Listen. It was one of them. What do you rate this story? It was kind of wholesome. So hang on. It was on. a little bit wholesome. Uh, one unrequited love story. Uh, just with that. Uh, mm, I'm going to mm. give this one two very passionate, loving summers with your Spanish unicorn lover. <laughs> I'm going to give this one uh, a pass. Pass? A, like, a, like I give it like. Every, a seal of approval? A seal. Like a everything stamp? else was like, what the fuck? This one, I'll give it a pass. Even though it had a a ghost unicorn general or colonel from the Civil War. Look, I give it a passing grade because, like, uh, compared to the rest of them, I'm like, all right, this is kind of sweet. This one was a romance. Yeah. I will say this This one one was was a romance. romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one's creepy. The next one's very creepy. I was uncomfortable with the next one. I was very uncomfortable. (laughs) The state of California stalks my gay butthole. I was uncomfortable for so many reasons for this one. Okay, yeah. There was a lot. The first of the reasons is not reason why I was uncomfortable, but... It's interesting and confusing. States have anthropomorphic, they're, they're, they're people, like the anthropomorphic representations of states. So the state of California is a dude. And the thing is, and you're like, okay, it's just like the, the, the spirit of California like exists as an anthropomorphized person. No. Except that. No. They ask about what happens to the people that live in you. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. And also they refer to his like, they refer to features of California as being parts of this man. Yeah. Like they can see parts of California in him. So I was literally just imagining like the, a cardboard cutout of Me the state too. with legs and arms. And then a, a dick at and some a point. Dick. And a dick. Yeah. Because of course he's got to have one. 
Right. That's important. The story takes place. This one takes place in Miami. Yes. Because California, it couldn't take place. in. I mean, parts of it technically do take place inside California. That's true. Yes. They're in Miami. They're in Miami because California is on vacation. He needed a break. He doesn't want to go into it. But he needed a break. So he's in and he's on vacation in Florida. Why do you think California needed a break? We know. We find out why. Oh, that's right. We do. We find out why. It's a spoiler. I don't want to spoil it yet. (laughs) So he's living in a house. He's rented a house near the protagonist's house. And his protagonist has a friend, and they're both like, they're both straight. Also, this one is there's Chartingle has a lot of things about straight dudes figuring out they're Ye- gay, yeah, or being turned. He's really gay. into that. It's a little bit of that. So they're both straight dudes, but I think that these the line comes in multiple times. It's not gay if it's a state of the union, which to me was very funny. That is very funny. <laughs> no, because his friends like dude california's so hot and he's like yeah he is and it's like bro i thought you were straight he's like you know it's not gay if it's not if it's a state yeah it's not gay if it's a california yeah yeah i mean you know we're sexy right the entire state the entire state yeah sure so this guy this dude keeps running into california and his friend starts to think it's a little creepy that california's like a little intense and this guy's like, he is a little bit intense. He's a little bit weird. But I mean, like, he's also really hot and cool because he's California. But it's a little awkward. Yeah. And at some point, they keep running into each other. They live near each other. And they start flirting. And he's, like, warring with this feeling of this guy is a little bit much. And a little bit, he his, like, intensity frightens me. But I'm also attracted to him. And I keep giving, he keeps giving him passes. He keeps giving the state of California passes because he's hot. Which I feel like is a thing that might happen in the real world. I'm not sure. But, like, there's one pass he gives him that is pretty, like, mm. Oh, yeah, no. Because he goes, California invites him to his house. And they get to this dude's house, the state's house. The state. The state of California. And he discovers that the state of California has thousands of pictures of him. Yeah. California's everywhere. been stalking this dude. The state of California has been stalking this man for years. Ever since, apparently... This man visited California on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then the state of California, the entire state has been stalking him ever since and came to Florida to follow him and find him. And that's why he has the house that's right next to his house. Because he's been literally stalking him this whole time. And that's somehow okay. Yeah. I was like, what? That's that, fine. I feel like that's when you run. That's when you, ideally when you run. But no, that in a Chuck Tingle novel is when the gay sex starts. Yes. And then he gets pounded in the ass. By California. By the state of California. Where sometimes he wonders how the people who live in California are feeling about it. Yeah. Well, there's one bit where he is transported to California. I think he's in Los Angeles. It's Santa Barbara. Oh, it is Santa Barbara. You're right. To see a sunset. While they're in, while they're having sex, he is transported inside of the state of California and finds himself standing in Santa Barbara where he is overcome by a tidal wave of jizz. Yes. That happens in this book. And then as he is drowning in the jizz, he's suddenly back in Florida, back being pounded in the ass by the state of California. I don't know how to unpack this. Is this more confusing than the vampire bus? Yes. No, 100%. And it unsettled me deeply. Not as somebody who lives in California, but who's someone who is in, who has been stalked in the past. I was unsettled on multiple levels. One, because I live in California. Two, because I've also been stalked. stalked. And three, I just, I didn't, I don't, once again, I don't understand the anatomy here. Yeah. There's so, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. I think his dick pops up somewhere in like, it's, I think it's in San Diego. No, I think it's in San Diego. Okay. It's at the bottom. Okay. I, they make references to places in California where I've lived. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. It's a little bit unsettling. So what would you rate? I mean, obviously afterwards, it's like they're in a, they're in a relationship now with the state of California. Yeah. Despite the stalking, he's like cool with it. I think he says he's going to go live in California. But can you be in a relationship with the state you live in? I don't know how to answer that question. I, don't, I think only one man can, but I know he won't. He won't. No. He's not going to answer me. No. But what do you rate this? I rate this uh, one real uncomfortable interaction with a uh, with a man who's stalking you. Yeah, I was gonna say something along the lines of I rate this walking into a, someone's bedroom to find they already have pictures of you. This is the first time you've been to their house. Yeah, that's. Mm. And then I, you leave. I've, I've been dating Mal for almost three years, almost two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. I would be creeped out if he had a room with just pictures of me in it, like a little shrine. Yeah. What if it was cute though? 
What if it was pictures of you having a good fun time together? As long as, like, he's not taking pictures of me in, like, the bushes. Yeah. No, he's not, like, stalking you. It's, like, pictures from things that you've done together. And, like, other times that you have, like, ha- like from, like, if you printed off a good picture of you from social media or something. I still wouldn't want it to be, like, an entire fucking room. That's fair. That's fair. But, yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable this whole time. The next story is called The Curse of Bigfoot Butt Camp. And I thought this was going to be a short episode, but it is not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> okay, cool. Good. I'm glad that there's enough content for this. The Curse of Bigfoot Butt Camp has a lot of reoccurring imagery in this. There are Bigfoot. Yes. Obviously. There is the physical manifestation of somebody's own repressed homosexuality. Yes. But there is a swerve in this one. Mummies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, There's mummies. mummies in this one. We start off with like these adults going to Bigfoot camp as like they're going to an adult summer camp, which yes. is a thing. That's a yes. thing that exists. Yes. And like one of them's like, this is kind of weird. One of them's like, I don't know how I feel about going to an adult summer camp. It feels very juvenile. And his friend is like, no, dude, you should absolutely come. It's going to be super fun. It's just the time for us to unwind. Yeah. And also the entire camp is, it's called Bigfoot Butt Camp. And which is never explained. Lake. It's never explained why it's called Bigfoot Butt no. Camp. But his friend's just kind of like, no, you should totally come because we need to unwind. And also the entire camp counselors and all the staff are Bigfoot. They're big feet, which we don't get to interact with very much in the in the normal world. So it's fascinating. So it's cool. And you get to you get to meet these guys and learn about them. So let's go. And they end up going. And on the first day, they meet the sexy camp counselor who is a Bigfoot. Who says, I'm so sorry, but the night's activities have been canceled because it's the full moon. And I was thinking, obviously, Bigfoot where was werewolfism? I can't yeah, be too. But big yeah, feet? But no, mummies. No, not not yeah, mummies. But yeah, he's saying the first night's of events have been canceled. I'm so sorry. Because we all have the same all the Bigfoot counselors have the same medical condition that's made worse by the full moon. And you cannot be out and about today. You all have to go back to your tents tonight and stay in your tents tonight. And like, it doesn't, you can't infect humans. Yeah. So you're totally safe. But we also understand if you'd like to get a full refund and leave now. And a couple people do. And a couple people do. And like the the, the protagonist of the story is like, I want to leave too. And his friend is like, live a little. It'll yeah. be fine. It's just one night. It's fine. So they're in their tent. They set up their tent. They're going to sleep. And then they hear a noise outside. And his friend's like, what's that? What's that sound? And he's like, dude, we are not supposed to leave our tents. I'm sure it's nothing. Yeah. We should just stay. We should stay in our tents. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm going to go out and check and see what it is. So he leaves, but he doesn't come back. So the protagonist is like, well, I'm going to go find him because he hasn't come back. He said he was just going to go for a moment. He hasn't come back. So it's like a quintessential horror story setup. Yeah. But he goes out to find his friend, but he does not find his friend. He instead encounters the sexy camp counselor Bigfoot. Yes. But it's not normal sexy camp counselor bigfoot no it's uh it's a mummy sexy camp counselor bigfoot who is somehow turned to a mummy on the full moon yeah i don't don't understand i don't know what the lore we're going with here is. i don't know either i think there's a lot of different things mismatched in there and so he's afraid at first because like oh no it's a mummy despite the fact that i don't know what a mummy's gonna do to you it's not a zombie it doesn't turn you into a mummy yeah i don't i don't know I don't know why he was afraid especially because also like it's not gonna they've already said it's not gonna hurt you yeah so, uh, my favorite part was earlier in the story when they're asking, what's the medical condition? And he's like, legally, I don't have to tell you that. <laughs> that was my favorite that, part. Yeah, because it's a fact. Yeah, it's like, legally, I don't have to disclose that information. Everyone stay in your tent. But they ended up uh, having sex. I'm not entirely certain how that happens. I feel like this one's not as uh, described. He just like, it's like, he's here and he's hot. We're and having sex now. But like, it's not... I guess because, like, in this instance and only this instance, the anatomy isn't as much of a question. That's true, because a Bigfoot is a biped humanoid shape. Whereas with everything else, it's like, how? Yeah. Everything else is like, where, why is the dick on the inside? Doesn't matter. They have <laughs> it's sex. It's going to haunt you forever. <laughs> it is. I'm going to wake up with nightmares about vampire buses. Um, and they're no. big dicks. And they're big dicks. So they, they have sex near the lake. And afterwards, the mummy vampire counselor is just kind of like, okay, cool, bye, and wanders off. Except doesn't actually talk because he's a mummy. He just kind of moans. but they have, like, great sex, and he goes back to his tent where his friend still isn't. His friend is still gone. And this dude has made mention several times that he doesn't think of himself as gay. But 
He did have a good time with that. He did have a good time. With that male mommy. Literally getting pounded in the ass very enthusiastically. Like Again, no lube. No lube. But no also, hesitation. it doesn't get super much gayer than having a man stick his dick in your ass and you're also a man. Right. It doesn't get a lot more homosexual than that or bisexual than that. You like dudes at that point, I feel. Yeah. At that point, you like dudes. So he goes back to his tent. Next morning dawns and he does his friend's not back yet. And he's worried. He's like, what if something happened to this dude? What if he went out and encountered a mummy and didn't have sex with it and he got murdered or whatever? Yeah. So he goes to the counselor and he's like, hey, I'm looking for my friend. And he's like, okay, what's his name? And the, he tells him the name. I think it was like Ken or something. And the guy looks it up. He's like, no one by that name ever checked into this camp. You didn't have a friend when you came here. You You're- arrived alone. And it turns out... That his friend was actually the personification of his gay feelings. His own repressed gayness brought him to this camp so he could get pounded in the ass by a mummy Bigfoot. And that's the end of the story. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say much about that one. I don't either. The, the, the build Abs up, Lake. Abs Lake. You did get hung up on Abs Lake. I think it was just because Abs had to be mentioned at one point in every story. Yeah. I think it's contractually obligated. He's got to mention the Abs at some point. So that's why it was called Abs Lake. I don't, the sex was pretty abrupt. There was little build up to that. It was like, the big reveal was like, oh my God, it's a mummy. We're having sex now. Yeah. Like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of like, uh, compared to the other stories, the sex wasn't as explicit. True. Yeah. It didn't seem to be the main focus. It took up the majority of the story, I feel, but it didn't seem to be the main focus. Yeah. So what do you rate it? One abs lake. (laughs) I can't get over abs lake. I'm naming this one. I'm rating this one. Um, it's Bigfoot Butt Camp, but you never find out why it's called Bigfoot Butt Camp. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be a thing like the sex was part of it. No. Which is why it was called Butt Camp. Never explain why it's called Butt Camp. Why is it called Absley? I can't answer that question, Chelsea. I can't answer that question for you. Last story was my favorite one, which is called <laughs> Reamed by My Reaction to the Title of This Book. Which is the most meta story that I've ever read ever. You become part of the tale. You are part of it. You're part of it. Yeah. So here's the story. There's a dude who's working in an office. That he hates. That he hates. And he's getting emails from his friend who works in a different office. And his friend often emails him like sort of not safe for work jokey emails. That he can't open at work because he would get in trouble. He would get in trouble. But his friends left mostly unsupervised so he can get away with it. Yeah. And so... He's sent an email by his friend saying, like, have you heard? I think that the it's, what's it's the fake like name rhymes with Chuck Tingle, but it's not it's Chuck like Tingle. Brett Bungle or something. Something like that. And it's like, have you read this new new book by this guy? Have you seen this title? Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. And then he's like, it's an attachment and he can't open the attachment because he's at work. But then he gets a call from his friend being like, hey, have you opened that email yet? It's ridiculous, right? And he's like, no, I haven't opened the email. I'm at work. You know, I can't do that. And he's like, all right, whatever. And he gets another call, a frantic call, being like, do not open the email, whatever you do. And he's like, what's, up? What, what's happening? And he hears noises in the background. It's weird. And then the, co- the call cuts off. And he's looking up, trying to look up the author to figure out what the hubbub about this book is. Yeah. And then his boss comes by. His boss comes by. And his boss is like, hey, have you heard about this book? Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, all right, well, you can go home. Yes. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, you can go home. And as he's going home, there's like a meeting happening. Mm-hmm. And as he's leaving the building, everyone in the meeting is just undressing. Yeah. But then somebody sees him watching and they close the curtains frantically to the room. So he's just like, what's going on? What's happening? He's driving home and he has to swerve his car to avoid hitting two men fucking in the middle of the street. Yes. But he also knows that they're two hot men. He does note that. Yes. Yeah. And it seems that every and then as he's going home, he encounters that like everywhere people are just having hot gay sex everywhere everywhere he goes home and turns on the news yeah and the anchors are like getting ready to bone but the anchors are also talking about everyone's freaking out about this new bungle book then they're talking about like it's amazing and everyone's reading the title of it and the title itself is enough to turn you gay and everyone's like going absolutely insane over it but they don't say what the title is they don't say what the title is, but, but they, they do, do start undressing. They do start undressing. I also think they mentioned multiple times this author is has is a genius, and this is I a work they, of absolute genius. Right, and I think at one point in the news, the, uh, they're saying that like people are calling for him to be president. Yes, <laughs> we're calling to elect him president. Even the current president wants him to be president. Yeah, he wants to step down to allow him to become the president. Yeah, and it's very 
self it's very on the nose and it's very funny it's very clearly that this is meant to be in a sense it's like almost like the happening you know <laughs> it's like something that starts affecting people and making yeah. them change their behavior but it's it's the people's reaction to the title of a book so the guy finally opens the email to get the title of the book yeah because he's just burning with curiosity he he's has like, to I have know. to know what was the title of the book i don't remember <laughs> it was, it was something, really long it was something like turned on by my own reaction to, to the, the title, title of this, this book. it was something like that it was something to that effect it was really long but it was something to the effect of this the title of this book is enough to make you gay and he reads it and then suddenly there's an explosion of light <laughs> as his own latent i don't know if it's latent at this point his own overwhelming horniness at the reaction of reading the title of this book manifests as a person home. yeah and absolutely pounds his ass like 100 percent. and the thing is while the ass pounding is happening yes there's a lot of like am i real he has an epiphany he about the epiphany. nature of existence and he's like i wish i could see the people outside fucking as we're fucking and and it's like oh well nothing is real so just imagine that the wall isn't there so then the wall isn't there and he's watching people on the street fucking as he's fucking yeah and he's he's like he has this awareness that he is in fact a character in this book and he only exists so long as the book is going on but also he is aware of the fact that he uh, will be remembered in the people reading this book you and it specifically calls out yeah you the reader you the reader he is aware of you the reader and you will live he will live on through you but also he wishes that he could exist in this state of bliss forever and after they finish having sex he realizes like wait the sex is over the book's gonna end and it's really it's like the, the his reaction to the book who's still there is like well yeah the book has to end it's over now it's time they we're gonna end it he's like no but i don't want it to end i want to be i want to be like in this state forever and then he's like quick don't do anything because the more you do the more the author is going to narrate and we're running out of letters running out of page space so he tries to do nothing but then he's aware that he's that doing nothing his nothing is also being described and so he decides to just run outside and he encounters his neighbor and he and his neighbor lock eyes and just immediately start having gay sex yep frantic gay sex because as long as there's space, they're going to have as much sex as possible. And he has he has one last wish. He's like, I wish that I could just be like this for all time. I wish that it didn't have to end so I could exist in this moment forever. And then uh, I think the, the, the final words of the story are the author gave him what he wanted. And the last words of the story are they banged forever. And that's I it. Just, it's so aggressively meta. It is. The whole very... story was so aggressively meta. Yeah, I give this one porn parody of Deadpool. I give this. I give this one porn parody of Chuck Tingle. Chuck Tingle oh, wrote so a you're porn. You're being super meta. Chuck Tingle wrote this story. Is you at home listening to a podcast about gay erotica that you find enjoyable? But now we're calling you out. We're not gonna have sex though. That's my review. We're not. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's not never gonna happening. happen. But that's that's my review of this book. Okay. Of this story within I this book. I feel like that's the only reason we can't really fit into this story. Yeah. We're not going to have sex with each other right we're now. No, 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 we're not. I'm or sorry. Or ever. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Neither of us are each other's type. But that is that is seven stories to tingle, seven scary stories to tingle your butt. Yeah. Or that, whatever it was called. It was a very long title. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. But that, that was the Chuck Tingle book for y'all because a few of you have been asking. And I don't know. I feel like if we ever did another Chuck Tingle book, it has to be just one narrative. Yeah, because this was very confusing. This was very confusing. There were a lot of anatomy questions that I had that are never going to be answered. But I also feel like, like, are all of his books confusing anatomy-wise like this one is? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Have you seen the covers of some of these I books? have. I have. They're alone are reason enough. Like, they're pretty great. They're purposefully bad Photoshop. Yes. But yeah. that's the point. I know. That yeah, purposefully yeah. bad Photoshop. Overall, it's a hodgepodge of a book. It's a wild, crazy time. If you do decide that you want to somehow consume this media, I recommend reading it because the audiobook version, the the guy narrating it is a little deadpan through most of it. A little bit, yeah. But also there are no markers for when the next story starts. No, it just like stops and starts. And there was a couple of times when I was like, Wait a minute. Are we in the same story? What's happening? It it changes very abruptly between yeah. stories. There's nothing in between. There's no like chapter tier. There's no, There's he no, doesn't say chapter. No. There's no pause even. There's no like break. 
There was one story where it's like end of sentence, beginning of sentence. We're in a new book now. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. What is happening? So yeah, read it. I recommend. If if you want. If you want. (laughs) If you're into that. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was just like, what's happening? (laughs) What's going on? But kind of in a confusing, fun way. Yeah. So next month, we're being forced to read a book. We are being being forced to read a book. Yeah, that's true. You can look forward to that. Some of... Kate's already been in the Discord telling people what book it is, but I feel like we're going to not say it. Yeah. So that way it's a little bit of a surprise. I've already checked it out from the library. I need to check it out and read it. I only got 10 days left, so I got to like actually read it. Because a lot of times when we try and check out these books, there's a wait. Yeah, we have to wait. So I checked it out in case there was a wait, but there wasn't. So hopefully I can like renew it. Which tells you a bit about the quality of this book was that no one was waiting to get it. I also think, isn't it like the sixth in the series or something? It is. Yeah. This is the middle of the series because Kate tried to find specifically the one book that would unsettle us the most. That had the most sex. Uh, too. That was what it was. Yeah. And Mal has to read it also. So so look forward to that. And look forward to that next month. Next month. We will be back with another book of some something. I don't know what it is. We'll find out. It's paranormal romance and there's lots of sex. So maybe it'll be funny to listen to. I hope that you enjoyed this. Apparently, the more pain we're in, the more everyone enjoys it. This is true. But thank you once again, listeners, for coming to Parlor of the Paranormal. Yes, thank you, listeners. We hope to see you again next time. Yeah. In our spooky parlor. In our spooky parlor. Our spooky parlor. Spooky. Okay. Bye, Christina. Bye, Chelsea. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.